Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you, and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today, and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Wait, yeah. who, who introduced the beer salt? Matt did. It was Matt. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Then, What's even better is the blackness season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it you that sent me a picture of your beer covered blackness season the other day? Yeah, I had uh, some local local seed Cajun season. Salt meat. Salt meat. Yeah. You're salting, Jake. I can't reach all the way over there. So, in Mexico, you go... There... You know, there's two versions of it. Bring that mic in a little closer to you. There, there's two versions of uh, what people will call a michilada. And that's a beer with tomato juice and some other shit. But then there's just a, a highball glass with ice and a bunch of lime juice. It's rimmed with salt. The, the glass is rimmed with salt. Yeah. And then they'll pour that beer in there, and then they'll bring it to you on the table with the rest of the beer in the bottle, the glass with, like, half lime juice, and then beer with a rim salt. And then you just kind of, you know, refill, refill, as, refill you as, as, as you drink, right? So but ice cold, lime, salt, perf, beautiful, great, great drink for, like, hot summer day, right? Um, so that... You know when when Matt was like pouring that in the beer, that like that reminded me of yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, but man, it's so good. Salt I, and beer goes good. Oh yeah, it does. I, I want I want another a uh, Corona Rita. You ever had one of those? No, but I will say the Michilala, the the Bud Light ones at the gas station are terrible. I know, like man. the the like actual real ones that are made. I thought that was a chilada. Are good. Same thing. You're just pronouncing it wrong. So I, I that makes sense. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy Tyke, he would come over to the house at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and he's got uh, like a little can of V eight juice and a twelve pack of beer, and he just opens it, opens up the V eight juice, dumps it in the cup, pours beer on top, and he goes, "It's okay, it's breakfast beer." <laughs> <laughs> like a bloody Mary or he something. Said it's right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because it's true. It's got vegetables in it and stuff. It's all right. <laughs> Jordan, oh. pass me that coffee. I'm going to finish hey, that coffee off. Jim makes a pretty good uh, bloody Jim makes a Jim glass. Yeah. Oh, those guys will start drinking though early, man. I I was at the uh, at a 
my local gas station mm, this past weekend and that landscaping crew was buying beer. <laughs> I think it was like nine thirty in the morning. I went in there to fill up with gas. You and talking about already... that? that was that was their second round. They'd already stopped at four o'clock <laughs> yeah. that morning and got the first round. Yeah. No, they couldn't get the four, first round at four because they wouldn't sell it to them. Yeah, yeah. they said it's lunchtime. <laughs> there you go. Just before lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, Al, you like coffee? Yeah. He'd try that. Oy. Oh, don't spill it. Hand me the napkins, please. Call my headphones. Jake's over here focused on lick, licking the salt off his beer. Yeah. Man, it's so good. That's it, man. That's good. That's uh, slow and low coffee. Coffee old-fashioned. Put that in the old coffee mug at work. That's what boss I'm calls saying. you in. You know, What's it's going funny. on, boss man? We were just talking about this. We just talked about this the other week that uh, <clears throat> a few years ago, Briar actually bought me a coffee mug that looks like a Miller Lite can. And I was like, it's my favorite one to drink. It, it looks work like, at. like his little koozie right there. Yeah. It's like Yeti Just koozie. Like yeah. Right? Yeah. Got the logo on it. But it's a it's like a 24-ounce cup, 18-ounce cup, whatever this, uh, the small Yeti cup is. And uh, that's my favorite one to drink out of at work because everybody's like, they always do a double take. So you walking by, it looks like you're holding the Miller Lite. I'm like, man, what are you, like, what are you, why are you drinking coffee out of that? What are you, what are you, why are you drinking out of that? I was like, Dude, it's just coffee. And then one day you just switch it up and nobody asks anything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, you're trying, what are you doing trying to hide beer? Now? What do you mean? It looks like it says Miller Lite right here on the front of it the, the whole time. <laughs> and then it disappeared for the longest time. Then at Thanksgiving, my Popped mother-in-law up. found it in the pantry. She's like, I found this and I thought you would want it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> of course I want it back. <laughs> so is that the bottle there? That slow and low coffee old? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's good stuff. When I when I heard of it, I was like, man, I got to try that. It's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be absolutely terrible. You can try the, the regulars right there. Oh, yeah, on the other side. If you like uh, old fashions, that's an old fashioned in a bottle. Yeah. And that's Jordan Chicken Cock. <laughs> Not to be confused with cock cockroaches. Roach. You, look, you got to have the awkward pause in yeah, there. Cock. And you got to make roaches. it long enough. You got to make that pause. Roach. Long enough, right? So they're going to wonder. People are going to start to wonder is he going to say roaches or is he really mean? And then you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that works. So we're talking about some decent whiskey here. Uh, oh. Something you could throw on your Christmas wish list. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what we're really going to talk about this week. The gifts for the outdoors in your life. This should be coming out like the first Monday in December. So you have a couple weeks, I guess. Is that considered last minute? I don't consider it last minute. No. Dude, that's starting early for no. me. <laughs> Anytime before Christmas Eve is not last minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, what I'm talking I think about. in my house we start like, I mean, really... It starts after Thanksgiving, but realistically, with everyone's family and friends, you'd be better off starting before that. But yeah, you know, Thanksgiving I think is the start, right? It's like, hey man, I, now I got to start really hitting it. You know, my girlfriend's sitting over here shaking her head because she's already done. No, she's like, <laughs> she's done. Black Friday, I was duck hunting with Ryer, so. We was we was Black Friday shopping with Black Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, so we just wrapped up a, the first small game hunt of this year's 
series uh, out at Seminole Ranch this week, and that was that was a beautiful a, piece of property. Absolutely, yeah, that was a, a good blast, time. dude. Not gonna lie, I had very low expectations for the dove flight this morning. No, it's spot on. No, I I was actually pleasantly surprised at the amount of birds I saw. Yeah. I could have had six or seven. Probably you, more if I could have hit them. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where, you guys, where you guys were at, did you see a lot? I mean, because you guys were a little closer to when you entered in. I mean, I I, I had to walk. I came in. We were trying probably, to get y'all to come over there, too. So if you'd have come to us and sat on the other side of that cattle pen from where we were at, you'd have killed a piss ton of birds. I yeah. just, I, I saw a lot of people. I wasn't aware that there Don't shake your head so at me, Jake. People. I called you. you yeah. <laughs> and I walked in with Jake and, and, and Justin, and I think we all kind of thought, well, everyone's set up. Let's not mess up what they've got going on. Let's keep walking and walking, right. you know, getting away from the crowds a little bit. And even though you called me, you were like, hey, we're out here. I don't know if you meant, hey, come over here. But I just thought, oh, okay, they're there. I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, I was more and, than um, willing to invite you guys. That, now, yeah, um, I would say, hey, we're over here. It was like, a, hey, come sit with us. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, but I was surprised at the amount of people that were out there. Um, you know, they said, you, you look at the brochure, it says uh, 50 daily quotas. And um, they're sure as hell were, were more than 50 people out there, I think. They closed it down. <clears throat> yeah. We're locking people out. Yeah, but I still feel like there were there was way more than fifty people out there. There Just had to be in man. that one field. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was packed. Now, Absolutely. yeah, that that check station's got to kind of set up, or that that way that check station set up a little bit funky. You could people obviously are getting away with doing that without ever checking in, just going straight out to the dove field. Yeah, that's probably you, you really I'm could. Yeah. Yeah, because the you got to go to the check station and then double back to the parking area. Right. Which I mm-hmm. guess if you were going to deer hunt. I mean, I, don't know. Probably, I probably wouldn't. Field, I, I would say know? I probably wouldn't use that parking if I was going to deer hunt. Um, but uh, there's, like you said, it was a, a beautiful wildlife management area, and uh, the doves were flying this morning. They were shooting going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most of the morning, all around us, till about eight thirty ish, nine o'clock. Yeah, it died off. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. No so, animals so were harmed in the making of this so, podcast. Uh, while uh, while Jake's asking us about seeing his cooler here, I forgot uh, to mention that his we alarm's don't want to hear going your off. Phone, though. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Uh, alarm time for my kids to go brush their teeth before bed. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that uh, we are here tonight, joined by our host Will Krebs. Yeah. Al Savon. Right? Hey, Did I say it right? Hey, it's uh, Solano. Solano. Hey, yeah. Hello. I messed that up. Al Solano, the uh, Jake Bigby, cold beer having, sweet 16 carrying Jake Bigby. Nice. And, the legend uh, himself. Yeah, good old Briar Moon. Hey, y'all. With his fancy fly shop hat on. That's right. High class tonight. I like it. You look high class. And uh, with, with my Columbia shirt on. You look like you should be wearing a set of deck boots. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but uh, no, we had a good time. And uh, now, what I was going to tell you though was, we sat on the one side of that cattle gate the most of the morning we were there. Yeah, and then we switched over to the doves kept coming in and landed in that oak tree in the middle behind us. 
Yeah. And we wouldn't hear them. They're like up there. They flutter around, flutter around a little bit. We turn back and they take off away from us where we can't shoot at them. So we said, screw it. Move to the other side. We weren't there 10 minutes. Two dead birds. Yep. Like yeah. we should have been over here the whole time. Yeah. I we watched. Your, <clears throat> sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I watched Keith whiff on two doves. Like I was walking around. I said, Keith, doves, 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 doves. And they came in for me to the back wall, which is about 15 feet. And just kind of like, oh, crap, a dude. And then flew the other direction. And Keith was like, I said doves, and Keith ducked. And I was like, no, doves, birds. No, not duck. He yeah. does. And then he shot and missed them both. Well, I was talking to another guy. So some guy. of us may need to ask for a set of glasses. And he has glasses. Maybe he needs a, just a, a, a new set. Somebody make him an appointment at the eye doctor. Yeah. Well, Maybe he needs to go to see my eye doctor. <laughs> and you remember those guys that, that came out when we were all parked um, on that side road that they, they told us about the snipe. Yeah. Um, and they, and they said, I, I walked past them earlier in the day when I first was walking out there. And um, I told them that I was with you guys and that you guys were, were where you guys were at. And um, he said, Oh yeah, that's a good spot, man. Yeah. They're they're They'll probably do well out there. And um, Jim got that spot, I believe from Cameron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Cameron Gordon was telling him to go over there. Cameron Gordon gave Jim his C spot. The C spot? Yeah. Gave him the gar hole? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, if you were Cameron Gordon, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't doubt that Cameron, that was a good spot, a really good spot, but I don't doubt that Cameron has some excellent spots. Now, what I would really like to do is if we get like one of these other hunts coming up, we get a hard cold front come push in. Like a day before that, I'd go back out there and dove hunt again. Oh, yeah. Because I, I do believe, because Cameron said multiple times, that the dove flight out there is heavily dependent on migratory birds. Yeah. So you get a good migration push down again. You may be able to go out there and slay some birds. And I'm not saying you're going to go out there and kill a limit. You could. You have to work for it. Yeah. You have to oh, work yeah. for it, which you could. But to go out there and, and shoot a few doves, get a mixed bag, some doves, some squirrels. Dude, I was worn slap out by the time we got back to the truck today. Yeah, I was pretty worn out. I don't think Jake was, though. He's That's you know, a he's, gosh dang lie. This guy looks Man, like he's ready to go a little bit another. of beef jerky, another Miller Lite. I'm good to go for another 12 miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al said his watch is that he had walked like 12 miles. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, 12 miles, man. That's that's crazy. Y'all covered a lot of ground today after we left him, yeah. didn't we? No. Yeah. Uh, it took- we covered uh, a small amount of ground a lot of times. Yeah. It took... Uh, we hit the hard road. We hadn't even made it underneath the little like archway bridge there on the for hard the Orlando road wetlands. Out. Yeah, yeah. Were you past that? He was already out. Rylan was passed out. Done. <laughs> <laughs> he was awake when we left the check station. Dead before we got underneath that sign. Not even two minutes passed out. <laughs> you know what? But yeah, we. I mean, we walked a good ways with him as well. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know, probably at least six, seven miles. Little kids got to take two, three steps for every one that we take, just trying to keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. And you were I yelling at him the whole time, stay right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted him because I didn't want him I mean, to get too far why. back behind me for safety reasons. But And you know what? We all walked a good distance. And, uh, I mean, especially for him, you know, he's a little kid. You know, we're all adults. But, um, I don't know, we walked a good amount of miles and we didn't drink any water. I think the only people that had water was probably uh, Keith, Keith and his son. Yeah. And uh, I was feeling pretty thirsty. And uh, I know your son, you know, he's, you know, young young guy, you know, and 
So he was probably like just ready to get some water. Yeah, he toughed it out for stuff. sure. Yeah, he was he a tough did. kid. He was he was talking all evening about how much fun he had though. So mm-hmm. I mean, he good. he made it what all till the last like two hundred yards. Yeah, just about had to pick it up, and carry him, put <laughs> the him last on the two hundred yards. He was yeah. he was one wore out boy there. But as soon as he saw that lizard on the fence post, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. woke right back up. <laughs> I gotta get it. Chasing after it with a red rider. Mm-hmm. But back to what we came here to talk about. So some of the things. <clears throat> Relatable outdoorsman things, uh, hunting, fishing, whatever, that you've got on your Christmas uh, wish list, not necessarily, or something you have that you think everybody needs. I'll go first. What you got? That FH, FHF gear, that chest ring. That was awesome. I, it was, I'm glad I had that this morning. Well, not just specifically that one, but any little... Uh, instead chest of, ring. <clears throat> instead of the... Uh, you know, like the old the bino harnesses. I used, to, I still have one. Uh, that's just like the bungee that just holds the binoculars. Yeah, having that pouch for your binoculars and that chest rig is a little bit bigger, so I can fit a few extra things in there. That's what's nice about it. So yeah. you can, like, I pulled my binos out mm-hmm. and I just stuffed a box of shells in there. Yeah, but you can put some extra stuff in there. Yeah, and keep it handy. I like using it for uh, stuff that I don't want to have to dig in a backpack for. Yeah, when I'm deer hunting. But I also have my I have a the uh, bino bucket attachment inside mine, so my binoculars sit in a bucket off to one side. Yeah, and I have a whole open side on the other side. I had a compass in there and a few small things like that. You just stick my grunt call oh, in there. You you had your compass in there after uh, Friday? No, my compass is always in there. I just didn't have that on me Friday. Oh, you didn't have that on you Friday? No, oh, no. <laughs> the chest rig is nice, um, man. I'd have to say. I got a couple things on there. I, I actually got a bunch of stuff for cooking on there right now. There you go. Stuff that I can take to the woods to use to cook. That bench made meat crafter mm-hmm. would be awesome to have. Yeah, a nice iron skillet, maybe a little stove eye, uh, some spices that you can take on the go real easy. I mean, that's just some simple enough stuff. Is the meat crafter, it's not necessarily a cooking knife as much as it's a carving knife. Yes. Getting meat off the bone. Um, the, if I remember correctly, the way they designed it was to be both. Mm. Like, it was made to, like, so you can debone your deer. Right. And use it in the kitchen. Hmm. I have to look into that. They're not cheap. But no, I they're not. But I they're worth it. It almost looks like a fillet knife for skinning deer. Yeah. 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 But I like the cooking stuff, man, because there, there's been a lot of times... Here lately, where we spent all day in the woods. And when you got like a stove eye or something, it's a lot easier to spend all day in the woods if you can stop and cook yourself a meal. Then by the end, you're not craving McDonald's or uh, Taco Bell so much that everybody rushes to the closest mm. Taco Bell and <laughs> orders half the menu. Is that what y'all did when you left? Yeah. We beeline to Taco Bell. That was, pre- <laughs> that was pretty good, too. Oh, I got I got another one. Uh, a jet boil. Yeah, jet boil was on uh, camo fire the other day. Pretty cheap. They had yeah. the uh, the one that I have, uh, which is the original jet boil. I can't remember what it's called. The stash, which is a little shorter, and then the one that you wanted was on there. Yeah, that's a that's short. It's, a, but it's, a it's more like a pot instead yeah. of a cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their camp stove was on there. 
the one out single eye camp stove. Uh, the jet boil is nice, uh, but the only downside to the jet boil is you're limited to the jet boil cup. Yeah. The burner isn't designed to work with anything but the jet boil cup that comes with it. They make a jet boil pan too, though. Yeah. But there's a jet boil eye that looks like the, I was going to say the, the MSR yeah. pocket rocket. Yeah. Uh, which the pocket rocket is cheaper than jet boils version of it. I don't doubt that. Yeah. You know what I'll say is, <clears throat> that, you know, it depends on the state you're in, I guess. But in my limited experience and here in Florida, for sure, you need some waterproof boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just whatever season it is, you, you're going to go in the woods here in Florida and there's water. Um, it's hard to get a... It's hard to probably find a place year-round that's going to be dry. And so um, here in Florida, get you some waterproof boots. Another thing I'd recommend is waterproofing for leather boots. You can get conditioners and sprays and things that will help. But you you can get those conditioners or sprays for leather boots that are going to... They're not going to waterproof them, but they're going to keep your feet dry when you're walking through like that tall, wet grass in the morning and stuff like that. A a small puddle here, a small puddle there. Like Camp Dry. Yeah. Yeah. But they actually, there's a few companies out there that make... Specifically for boots. Specifically for boots, yeah. Um, Probably buy that at your local boot barn or most of the time if you're going to Christmas shop nowadays, you're going to get it on Amazon. It's Amazon. Yeah. But having that, instead of having to wear rubber boots... When you don't want to wear like half height boots all the time, that's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Today, I think everyone experienced this, but we had some Jurassic size mosquitoes oh. out there. I had a long sleeve shirt, this long sleeve shirt on. Uh, they were biting right through it, biting my back, biting my arms. Um, I don't know. Just. Anything you can do to protect yourself against mosquitoes. So if you got, um, uh, if you do your clothing, so you, you spray it the night before, but permethrin. Yeah. Spray it the night before, <clears throat> let it dry on. You don't want to spray it on your skin. So spray it the night before, a couple nights before, let it dry in there real good. And it's like a kill on contact type. So if you have like a long sleeve shirt on, when they land on your shirt, it should. It helps, but it doesn't keep them away from you like spraying DEET on does. Yeah. Right, yeah. keeps it helps keep them from biting you, but they'll still get on your face yeah. and everything else. But Promethean works works really well for keeping ticks off you. I did not use the DEET spray today. I used like that, you know, family friendly, like just off the good smelling stuff. You know, like, so you, yeah, you just, stole yeah. your daughter's bug spray. Is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the and stuff it, that it, don't work. It didn't help at all. It's just like they were all over me. I was just <clears> at uh, yeah. We were coated so. in ninety eight point three percent DEET. The cancer stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't even come in an aerosol can. It comes in a little. It works, though. The kind where we were in the duck blind Friday. I was spraying myself down with it and I sprayed Rylan's shirt with it and I wasn't paying attention. My coffee cup was on the other side of Rylan. When I went to take a drink, I was like, and then my lips went numb. I was like, yeah, that's the good stuff, baby. We're good. We're good. And then at one point, I was like, man, I can still taste this. I'm going to switch around to the other side of the mug and I turned it and I was like, but I probably haven't cleaned the deed off that side yet. So I turned it back, started drinking on the other, back on the same <laughs> side. It was like I'm about to just get a whole another mouthful of deed drinking off the other side yeah. of this mug. <laughs> I feel like a uh, man, a decent coffee cup's not something bad to uh, 
No, your, you're right. Your higher so, mind, yeah. Yeah. The one that I use all the time when I go to the woods, I actually found in the middle of the road. Brand yeah, new, still in the wrapper. <laughs> and uh but it has like a little uh handle on the side with a push button that opens the top of it. So it keeps it from spilling. I can stick it like fill it full of coffee and stick it inside of my backpack. Keeps it closed, keeps it hot until I pick it up, push the button and stick it to my mouth. I can also unscrew the lid and unlock that portion of it so it just stays open. That sucker's nice though. Oh here's the I think it's made um, by Turvis or somebody like that. This is more like uh and it, I, I think it's a decent book to have. But uh Stephen Ronella's uh cookbook wouldn't be a bad idea. What do you like about it? It's just it? like I mean, yeah, it's it's got all sorts of stuff in there. I mean, um, it's, it's probably geared it can, more towards wild game. It is. It's it's, yeah. a, it's all wild game. I'd be more interested in. Does that have like? I think I wouldn't like a like a prep. Not not I don't say prep. Prep's not the word I'm looking there, for. Not as in like put your spices this way, but how to age meat, how to dry age meat. Um, I don't think it's more like recipes. Mm. It like that one's like a cookbook. But he does have the ultimate guide to wild game that shows it shows you how to like break down a deer and stuff like that too. But him, yeah, him, uh, Steve Rinella, meat eater, and and there's another uh, um, there's a lady that's associated with them called Wild and Whole. Uh, I think yeah. her name is Danielle Pruitt. Yeah, um, she's yeah she specializes in preparing wild game meat and does it like in a real i guess gourmet way um but yeah she's on i think on the meat eater channel and youtube and all that stuff but uh they have good good recipes for how to prepare stuff um how to season it and um a lot of good advice for for wild game so yeah you know when it comes me personally when it comes to following recipes i like recipes for to know how hot for how long. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, um, sometimes it can give you like making like the gumbo. Right. It was good to have the recipe to kind of get proportions. You had a baseline. Yeah. Right. yeah so you yeah. like, I mean, you could add this or that to it. Um, but it gave you like, you can get some, somewhat of an instruction on like how to make your roux, how much, how much onion you need, how much celery you need. To make a pot of gumbo, so you don't have too much of one thing. Yeah, I was saying. Then most of the time, so that's kind of good. You're going like stuff. Only half a cup of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like a no, recipe is like three quarters to a full cup of garlic in this sucker. <laughs> a recipe is more of a guide most of the time. You can season that however you want. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. The, the recipes having that cookbook with the recipe is great to have those. Like you're saying, the, how how much to use to get a certain amount of portions. Yeah how hot for how long to make it done, uh, so on and so forth. You know what <clears throat> you're, you're talking about, I guess, what's in what people would want for Christmas and, you know, for hunting and fishing. Um, but it kind of made me think about uh, Jordan, something, you know, you, we were walking today. It was hot, humid, mosquitoes are out there, and you had your bino harness on and we had gone out a little bit walking around for the morning and the afternoon and we got back you were like i'm taking this bino harness off 
and so I think one of the one of the big things is is kind of like understanding what terrain you're going to go in, what kind of hunt you're doing, are you taking the right gear, and you know that kind of thing. But it's think, not really related to. Yeah, no, I, I think that's one of the nice things about when you mentioned <clears throat> a a chest rig in general, because had I had a chest rig, I could have possibly not worn a backpack, but the combo of the bino harness and the backpack mm. just got extremely hot. Mm. And I knew that I was going to be able to carry more of what I need. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to fit what I needed in my bino harness. Cause it only fits by binoculars. So a chest rig, you know, I can throw shells in there or other stuff like that too. So I got you. Gotcha. You're reminding me. <clears throat> so you saw Justin wearing one today and especially down here in Florida where it is, God, it was humid today. Probably mostly to do with the fact we're in a, you know, a wet cow pasture, but the upland bird belts instead of a vest, that way you're not having to wear that vest. You just wear the belt and it's got a spot for your shells. Some of them have a spot for like a, a, a water, water bottle, bottle yeah. and you're, birds and whatever else you kill could go back there in the big pouch that sucker and to keep it off your back Oof. yeah how'd you feel wearing that vest all day it killed me <laughs> <laughs> and it was you're mesh. right man and like mine's a it's, pull that mic in real closer to your face it's it's real thin it's real light and it breathes but it is just I feel like that's what we always tell ourselves. You pick it up before you go on the hunt. You're like, damn, this thing's thin. It's not going to be that yeah, hot. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, and the whole time you're like, it breathes. I promise. It's got mesh on the back. It breathes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Yeah, and then no, you no, get no, back. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get back and you take it off. You're like, God, this thing was holding in some heat. I you know anything in your back? I dropped that thing when I got back to the trip. <laughs> like, um, it, you think about it. It just, like even that chest rig got a little hot. And yeah. It's just something else over your skin. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot. So much of your heat escapes through your upper body that anything you're covering from getting a breeze or. Well, it, but the chest rig is like a, a little thing on your chest. Yeah. And a vest is, it's your whole torso. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean, anything I could... on your body is going to create some wetness and moisture and heat. And it's just right. going to ultimately be uncomfortable. But. You know, a lot of it, I don't know that there's any way around it for some gear, you know. Um, it's just, if you want it, you know, like a, like you were saying for the uh, the waste uh, game bag, it carries the ammo and the game, but, uh, you know, it could create around your waist, you know, some... Uh, moisture there some rubbing or whatever i don't know i yeah, mean it's going to be it, something right it, it six one way half dozen the other yeah you know who knows it's like saying uh what's heavier six nfl players or six convicts yeah <laughs> the nfl players because the pros outweigh the cons yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go ahead briar a yeti bucket Dude, That's I don't fair know enough, that they man. make those anymore. I don't know what they do, but I love mine. When we, yeah, I love mine too. And now, because I went to when we went to go buy them for the the uh, crawfish bowl last year, they were hard to find. Um, I think it depends on where you go. Dude, Amazon Ace didn't have them. Like, and if Ace Ace is like 
Ace is the place for the Yeti hardware stuff. Dude. <laughs> well, uh, technically, they're the place with the helpful hardware folk. But. Yeah. That they've they've got just an entire display of Yetis all the time, and they didn't yeah. have buckets. Uh, Academy had them. Ace didn't have them. Lowe's didn't have them. Nowhere around here had them. But you bought the last few at Academy. There wasn't very many there, was there? You can buy a Yeti bucket on Amazon $2. for forty bucks. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. So they're still there. I don't know that, but I, that Ace told me that Yeti was discontinuing them. Forty dollars right here on Amazon. I'm sure. I'm looking at the Yeti bucket cooler. Forty-five quarts, two hundred dollars. What? Let me see. Oh, is that like the big tote, the gut bucket size? Yeah. 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 We don't even have the loadout, man. That's another thing. If you're gonna get a Yeti bucket, buy somebody that loadout. It's that uh, bag that goes around the outside of it. No, no, you get the the tray that goes inside. I don't like the tray that goes inside because it it depletes my storage. Man, the loadout, I can stick all kinds of stuff in that loadout and still carry the bucket around. Mm, I don't know. I can fit nine tall boys underneath of that thing. A bucket on the inside. I have the loadout. And you I could fit ten or twelve if you didn't put the tray in there. Yeah, but you're still gonna have ice. So I've I've got a gift idea. Uh, kind of relates to Briar. So Briar, we got back. You took the old boots off. What happened? The Crocs went on. Yeah, oh, but before that, the old socks. What happened with the socks? Oh, where I had the sock, the the holes in the socks. It's time to retire them. Yeah. So if you're looking for gift ideas, maybe some old socks. Underwear, T-shirts, yeah. <laughs> so uh, classic man gifts. Yeah, you, you know, know you, you talk about. Uh, the Crocs you you can never go wrong with that, right? You talk about the Crocs, and it's great that Jim's not here tonight. <clears throat> we'll see how often he listens to our our podcast that he's on. Uh, might, was I it you get... I was talking to about? Yeah, the, the okay, Luke Combs, the Luke Combs Crocs. No, so there's like a Luke Combs pair of Crocs that's Bottomland camouflage or camouflage. Oh gosh, we're and it buy comes, those. but wait, they come pre-styled with like a bobber. And a bushlight beer can and a hook with a fishing worm on it, and all, like all the little dinghies stuck in the oh, holes. God. <laughs> yeah, Jim's a croc hater. Yeah, I'd wear some bottom land crocs. I don't know about with all the other stuff in there though. <laughs> yeah. Two sets of bottom land crocs in here. So I, just, I don't know about with all the the. The no, I don't have the hook. And, uh, so there's not much that I wouldn't wear that isn't bottom land. That's I mean. Jim. That's no, Jim's bottom, thing. Is he's uh, he's he hates on the Crocs because people put the little the little medallions or whatever you want to call them in there, <laughs> uh, and he says the holes are there for your dignity to leak out. But <laughs> when we were in Rock Springs, and I kicked my snake boots off and I put these on, I'm walking around all day, and he's still in his boots. I could see him looking at me, going, "Man, he was slightly envious, wasn't he?" Yeah. If my feet can breathe right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he no, was wishing he had some dignity leaking out of them feet. <laughs> the uh, the whole reason I bought Crocs, and I do suggest if if you have a hunter, especially a duck hunter in your life, oh, yeah. that doesn't own a pair of Crocs. You see it Friday? Yeah. And then bibs? That was the way to go. But I put them bibs on over my shorts. And I had the I had my my muck boots on, put the bibs on over my shorts. What I do as soon as I got back to the ramp, bibs came off. I was in shorts and Crocs before you knew it. The original reason that I bought Crocs, right, was I wanted to have a pair of shoes that I could slip on over top of a pair of socks when I'm because at at the time that I bought Crocs, I was driving my pickup truck twenty or thirty minutes to the the place, the property that I leased from my house. So 
I'd get in the truck. I didn't want to put my warm boots on because I know that my feet are just going to sweat <clears throat> in the warm boots. So I'd put the Crocs on, get in the truck, drive to the deer, drive to the, the lease, hop out, put my boots on that I'm going to hunt in on, and then walk to the tree stand. Come back in the middle of the day, take those boots back off, let the feet breathe, let the feet dry out with the Crocs on. Comes in really handy when I'm going to be wearing waders all day to duck hunt because I don't want to, I don't have to wear like a whole nother shoe in the truck. Jump in there, throw my Crocs on, drive around the truck, get out of the waders. I got Crocs on. It just makes so much sense. I've never owned a pair, but I kind of feel like I should pick some up. Should unless you're Definitely. into the whole slides thing, I can't do. I can't do slides. Just no. I I, I mean, I just but, have like a pair of sandals I wear around the house. Uh, but if I go out, I don't know. I, you gotta watch Crocs; they're dangerous because you buy them just to wear hunting, and the next thing you know, you're going out. Yeah, next Crocs thing you on. know, you're dinner wearing Crocs. Yep. Because uh, they're going to a wedding reception with like Crocs on. But I tell you what, <laughs> these are these are also the shoes I wore the entire time we're on the canoe trip. No, yeah. because they protect my toes. You can lock them in the four wheel drive. If you need a shower shoe, like you're gonna go shower, if they in get a quote wet. Unquote, no big deal. Right, you're gonna go shower in like a quote unquote public shower or whatever in a, in a camp area like that. You don't want to stand on the floor or whatever. You can throw these things on shower and they dry out easy. Yeah, yeah. they're dishwasher safe. At least they used to be. Honey, you know that spaghetti pot in there. Let, let me throw my Crocs side. in there too. <laughs> yeah, I want to say uh, another thing here too is uh, get him some. Uh, memory cards for his trail cams. Mm. There you go. That's a solid buy. Yeah. 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 But, no, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. SD cards. And that's relatively cheap. Like those are stocking stuffer. Yeah. Or batteries, Let's too. batteries. Good Lord, them things run through some batteries. I got. I got. think I got 16% battery. I'm going to have to go change the batteries in mine soon. Or along those lines, uh, a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trail camera. Trail or, cameras, yeah. They make the little I like my, solar chargers yeah. for them. I don't know how well those work. I uh, oh, 17% of my SD card. I'm sorry, 79% battery. So the battery's lasting pretty long in it. Um, but man, I got a. I just bought my first cell cam. It's a Moultrie cell cam. I like it, man. I I haven't really had any problem with it. <clears throat> so I would say, what's the difference between for people who don't know the cell versus? Uh, I guess the cells. It sends pictures to us. Yeah. Send yeah. pictures to my phone. Instead of having to go check it. Check it. And it gives you notification. Yeah, and it kind of... I'm not... I don't know that I'm a huge fan of it. I like having an excuse to go to the woods, man. Um, but I bought a cell cam for this piece of property because I knew that I wasn't really going to get to go hunt it that often. So I wanted to know like what was moving through. I wanted to kind of be able to pattern them out better um, before I showed up because I knew I wasn't going to be able to spend a whole lot of time out there. Hmm. But so when it comes to trail cameras and public land, cable locks yeah. would be a good thing to get a hold of. I would not buy anything too. that my, I think my Moultrie uh, cell cam was like 90 bucks or something like that. I probably wouldn't put it on public land, but they, they also have, I have the ba- the Moultrie base camp, I think. And then Moultrie also sells some smaller <clears> cell <throat> cams that aren't near as expensive. Speaking of the cable lock. I wonder how bad it'd be to attach an air tag to that thing or something like that. That's so, what me and William had talked about. Here's the thing with the air tags. There's like an anti-tracking feature in an air tag that once, because it's like synced to your phone. Yeah. Once you leave the vicinity of it, after three days, it starts to chirp. Mm. 
Okay. Yes. Uh, I just didn't. I did, thought which is which is great. Head. Which is great for like a human human trafficking aspect aspect or stalking somebody with an air tag. Yeah. But if you want to leave it in the deer woods to be quiet. Yeah. Not, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. there was another brand that we had talked about though. Uh, tile. Yeah, a tile. So to put a put a tile or something in. But in they your, don't work near as good. It's better than nothing. Oh, I, I don't disagree. I don't understand why cell cameras can't share their location with you already. They yeah. they already share their location, just not with you. Right. That's what I'm saying. There there shouldn't be a reason that if you open up the Moultrie app, you can't see the location of your cell camera. Yeah, but can somebody else track that location? Moultrie. Guarantee you, Moultrie knows where your camera is. Probably. Because if it can tell me the weather in the area where my camera is, oh, they yeah, know. should be able to tell Oh, they know. Me. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dude at Moultrie right now going, yeah, that's not a bad spot. Yeah. Let's go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ooh, so that's how do public you land. Into the Moultrie database to find <laughs> these good spots. Yeah. Yeah. Some dude at Moultrie's going, ooh, that's on public land, too. Yeah. I'm going to sell that one $47.95. Give me the highest bidder to this point. He's out there selling Onyx pins on eBay. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm about to start searching eBay for Onyx. You know what? Pens. That's another good one, too, is a, a annual subscription to Onyx for Christmas. Yeah. The, you can get the all 50 states for, right, it was on Black Sale or on uh, Black Friday. It's on sale for Black Friday for like 70 bucks. It's going to be 90 to $100 for all 50 for the year. Um, or I want to say 30 or 40 bucks for one state. It's, it's pretty reasonable for one state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like 20, $25, I think. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of gear. I don't use a lot of gear. I don't carry a lot of gear. I have a backpack, a Gatorade bottle, and a tree stand if I'm deer hunting. Mm-hmm. But Onyx is the one thing that I have. And I use it religiously. That is a great tool. So I, I actually run two different apps because I love Onyx. I got rid of Onyx for a while and strictly used HuntWise. And uh, HuntWise is great, but they both have their, like, Onyx has all the, the layers and stuff you can put on. Yeah, and it's really easy to use Onyx. Yeah. Hunt stands a little... It was HuntWise. Or HuntWise, yeah. The, yeah. the interface is a little bit, little bit difficult. The only thing I like more about HuntWise is that I can get phone numbers from private <clears throat> private land property owners. Mm. Question. How many times has that phone number worked? A few. Somebody answered the phone? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I was just curious. Cause I know the one time we tried it was... In Georgia, like yeah, it didn't work. But uh, I'll tell you what, from someone, I'm someone like, I kind of like probably border that line of like someone who wants to try new things, but then also doesn't want to try new things and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I've already learned like on X and, you know, for a long, long time, I was just on Facebook and people would be like, oh, Instagram and, you know, TikTok and this and that. And be like. I'm not doing all that. I, I don't got, you know, how many how many different things do I got to kind of be on or whatever? And then I got on Instagram and I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. And, um, you know, you get on TikTok, oh, okay, yeah. So it takes a little bit, I guess, uh, getting used to for, for people. But, um, um, you know, like when I think about like other hunt apps and stuff and I'm like, don't they all kind of do the same thing? And they're giving me kind of like where I'm at geographically and like, 
maybe hunt conditions and all that kind of stuff. And so I guess for a lot of people, it's kind of like, um, do I need that? You know, and what's the right one to get? You know, sorry, I'm banging the microphone, but, um, um, honestly, I think your, your average person, uh, Onyx is going to be a way to go. Onyx does a lot better job of showing you, uh, like where you're at on WMAs, uh, shows you no hunt areas, I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that Onyx does that HuntWise doesn't. So, yeah. and, you know, there can be private land right smack in the wildlife management area, too. You're right in the middle of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we see that here in Florida. I don't know how widespread that is. You'd be looking at this 14,000-acre wildlife management area, and somebody owns 10 acres in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And don't get <laughs> yeah. cut on that 10 acres either, yeah. Though, yeah. you know. Or it's like Seminole Forest. There's one acre of private land in the middle of it. Yeah. That's a prime spot, son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to hunt well, on Well, I bet it is. I mean, if if I owned that piece, you'd open the gate and it'd go, it's corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's all corn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it'd have more soybeans than anything in Summer Forest, but. Yeah, you, you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one piece of property would have five feeders on it, that one acre. I'd have to say if if I was going to, I, I like Onyx, love Onyx. I've used Onyx for several years, and then I also double reference against Avenza Maps. Yeah, Avenza Maps is yeah. free. And the nice thing about Avenza Maps is you can download the WMA map mm-hmm. to or, or your wildlife management area or a, a state park map or whatever you're hunting in <clears throat> into there, so that when somebody says, "Oh, if you go up there off the tram road." When you look at Onyx, it's like, okay, this dotted line intersects with that dotted line intersects with. But when you look at the the management area map, it says Tram Road into Fly Street into whatever, and you know where they're talking about mm-hmm. the local terminology because that's what the roads are named inside there, not necessarily name name, but. Now, will that give you a a point of where you are? Hundred percent. Yep. With no cell service. With no cell service. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I might look into that one. That's just. Yeah. Some of it those, actually, some of those are like uh, purchased maps, though. Like, I mean, some of them are free. No, right? so Avenza maps, most of their maps on there are free. You can get a yearly subscription to Avenza maps for twenty bucks. You get unlimited maps at that point. Like all the maps you'd have to pay ninety nine cents for are then free. But most of the time, when you see a map for a dollar, you can find it online and then take that URL and copy it into Avenza maps, and it downloads it from the website for free. Oh, okay. Now, if you don't pay for Avenza Maps, you can only have like six or seven maps active at one time, but you can always put them like back in the history where you can download them again later. So, um, but for 20 bucks for a year, I mean, I don't pay for it, but it's not a bad deal either. But really like when we were in, when we were in Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, that uh, was a huge help. It, it was big there. One, because when we're hunting on the base, you don't see the training area lines on Onyx. All you see is the base. So you need to know where your boundaries are. Most of the time, hunting that military base up there, your training line, your training area line was a fire break or a road. So you weren't going to unknowingly cross the boundary unless you're hunting in an area that's like Alpha and Bravo, like nine Alpha, nine Bravo. They were joined, and it might be like a creek. If you weren't paying attention, you could you could cross a creek and not think about it going to the wrong training area. You would know that you crossed a creek, obviously, but if it just didn't register, oh crap, maybe I'm too far. Onyx or uh, Avenza Maps would show you you're in the wrong training area. Um, mm. And then when we were 
hunting in the state forest we were hunting in there, you could you got a better idea of where the actual boundary was to the state forest because okay, the state forest was only like the top half of the ridge. Yeah, yeah, because you weren't you weren't allowed the the bottoms were private land, the ridge tops were state forest, so it kind of fingered out all across these bottoms, and uh, doesn't matter it's where the deer move anyway, right at the top of the ridge, up there. That events and maps really comes in handy there. So, but yeah, that, no, that's Onyx is a good one. Yeah, it's a real good one. Ducks Unlimited membership—that's not a bad one either. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can always get a membership to any of the conservation organizations: <coughs> Ducks Unlimited, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, NWTF, NWTF, Quail Forever. Those are always going to usually come with a sweet sticker and a magazine every so, now and then. Sometimes they come with a little trinket too. Yeah. You know, one thing I'll say is uh, looking at the back of uh, Sid, Sid uh, Curtis's truck, he's got these, uh, I don't know what brand it is, but these. Uh, uh, oh, like the the like gear lockers. Little yeah, tips. these gear lockers, these uh, boxes, you know, that you can store stuff in. But he uses that to store, you know, camping gear, hunting mm-hmm. gear and all that. And um, I mean, you know, I know that there's these really high end deck what is that what the what deck systems yeah the I deck systems deck for system. for like trucks but like let's say you don't have a truck i mean just like these uh good gear boxes that where you can throw like some good hunting and yeah, you camping can find those and, at harbor freight too yeah, harbor freight amazon yeah, yeah. that way I, it's not like all laying around loose yeah. um in the back of the car and it's easy to kind of if you needed to make some space let's say you're you go on a trip with the family or whatever <clears throat> you can just kind of pick that up throw in the garage and then you know yeah it's easy to i actually keep the overwhelming majority of my hunting gear all my warm stuff the majority except for like what goes in my backpack this time of year none of there's some of that stuff is not in my box just the hunting box yeah but outside of hunting season it's all inside the hunting box and but when i'm gonna go somewhere like when we went to tennessee I don't need to pack any of my hunting clothes. I grab the whole box, stick it in the back of the truck, and I pack my day clothes, and I'm rolling out. That's it. It's yeah. all inside that box. Yeah. And I know when I bring that box, I didn't forget anything. Yeah. Because it's in the box. See, I say that because I don't have that. So, hint to the old wife right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those boxes are really nice, especially if you, and I would recommend, if you're buying them for someone who has a pickup truck, buy one that you can put a lock through. Yeah. Mm. So if you have to leave it in the bed of pickup truck, you're gonna run inside of Wendy's or whatever, grab dinner on the way to wherever you're going. Somebody can't just run by, open your lid, and yeah, snag some stuff. stuff. Yeah, you yeah. don't get snagged at the sketchy gas station on the way to the woods. Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, it's only gonna keep an honest man honest. Yeah, because they could always steal the whole box unless you lock that down. Yeah. Depending on how long you leave it. I mean, if you're leaving it in the bed of your truck in a hotel parking lot, they've got yeah. all night to cut through your cable lock if they're quiet enough. Yeah. But you take minor measures to make it inconvenient to steal it, yeah. and that stops most people. Well, I'll tell you another thing. Today, out in this uh, WMA, I have a uh, Ford F-150. I got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Toe rope. And, yeah. And uh, so Keith O'Hara, he uh, was able to – he had not only uh, – what do you call that? Uh, like a good like cargo, a recovery strap. cargo strap. Yeah, uh, in his in the back, and also chain, and uh, so he had plenty of equipment to pull anyone out if he needed if he needed help and all that. So, um, I mean, if you're going to be out hunting and fishing, and you're going to be out in rural areas, um, something good to have. 
Yeah, a cargo strap and then a jack. Me and Briar learned that uh, my truck doesn't have one of those under the seat. It's always Evident- nice to have a bottle jack. Yeah, evidently, it didn't. Somebody yagged it from me when they traded the truck in. But so, bottle jack, something kind of nice to have too, especially if you do a lot of traveling for hunting. All that being said, you're right. A tow rope is a good thing to keep because if. <clears throat> You can't count on somebody else to have it. That's why Keith's got one. Yeah. Mean times we pulled Keith out of the year before he got a four wheel drive. He was just itching to get that full, put that four wheel drive in today. See, yeah. the other thing that I told him, like, you'll be careful because you got four wheel drive now. Now you're gonna be like, oh, I got four wheel drive. I can go through that, and then you get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So the the actually the the toe strap that I have in my truck, I've had since I graduated high school. And I didn't have a toe strap one night, and I got stuck. And I got it from a buddy, and he was like, no, just put it in the back of your Jeep. And I've had it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Russell Kiefer. <laughs> uh, but it works great. I would say uh, something that I know at least me and you and Briar carry are those, uh, those walkie-talkies. They're not just regular walkie-talkies. Those things are nice. No, the... Balfang UF BFF eight HP. It's an eight watt um, UH ultra high frequency radio, right? So it's got programmable frequencies. You need a license to operate the radio. That being said, you can get a GMRS general mobile radio service license. For 30 bucks. You don't have to take a test like for a ham or anything like that. That allows you to operate within a certain set of frequencies uh, up to a certain wattages, so on and so forth. Um, or you could get a, uh, a ham, do, do a little bit of studying and get a ham license, an amateur radio license, and then you can talk on a lot more frequencies. But having that radio that pushes more wattage than your average walkie-talkie at, you know, <clears throat> what, like a half a watt. Briar and I were talking at a distance of about four miles. That was through trees. Through woods and trees and water, across water. Which was nice because neither one of y'all had signal, hmm. had phone signal, but you were still able to communicate. Right. Yeah. It's not a, I wouldn't call it a primary. I mean, uh, you were using your phones? No, walkie-talkie. Nope. Walkie-talkie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they didn't have phone signals, so the walkie-talkie was the only way they were able to communicate. Yeah. Oh. Briar was in his boat, and we were, me and Jordan were hunting, and I was talking to Briar over the radio as he was running around in the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing on that line of thinking, if you didn't want a walkie-talkie and you still want to have cell service, the Garmin InReach. Yeah. Uh, it's a satellite communicator, which... You, I want to say the cheapest plan is like 12 bucks a month, and that allows you to send some pre-typed text messages. You can't make phone calls with it, but you can send like three pre-typed text messages to a few small amount of individuals, three or four people. And I want to say at 12 bucks, you might get like 30 or 40 a month. But for the amount of time you use it, it's... uh. Not bad. Because it's not something you're always going to use. Only when you don't have signal at all. Yeah. Um, and then they've got an SOS feature 
you can hold down and that'll send somebody to your location and Garmin when it comes to having the like your location exact Garmin's the best one to have they've got the most access to the most satellites and everything else so the inReach is nice especially if you're going to go out on some backcountry stuff and then if you were going to go out in the backcountry for 10 days you can also bump that plan up for the month that you're gone to the $60 unlimited plan you're getting weather updates you're getting all the text messages you want to send all that good stuff and it's all pretty well detailed out on their site but the inReach is about 350 bucks, so it's it's a bit pricey so big dollars. If you got a guy, if you got somebody that you're buying for. It's got a a dog hunter. Maybe he's got a cheap, uh, a cheaper uh, e collar for their dog. The garm like well, I said somebody's running a bird dog, like a a lab or something like that. Garmin Sport Pro is an awesome collar to have. Is that what you've got? Yeah, that's what I have. It's got a nifty little light on the dang collar and everything. Yeah, see that block Liberty, dog at night yeah, all over Liber- the place. Liberty was out there running her dang high beams in the right. line. Yeah, yeah. Before before the sun comes up, that's so nice to have. I told Briar's like turn Liberty's turn Liberty's light bar off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. It does make it really easy that, to see. That light on that is 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 handy. Um, I know them dog hunters, the guys that are running dogs, and I think even some pointers they have. Uh, they run the alpha the alpha well it is? depends on the size of the dog i would have to get bell like a, an alpha micro but the alpha is the one that is a tracking collar yeah which i wouldn't i wouldn't mind having myself honestly just so that i can and it, it sounds terrible but in, in a worst case scenario if your dog gets taken under by a gator or something yeah at least you know where it's at yeah um that was kind of that's a thing to worry the, about for bit, sure yeah. for, for the dogs. The only thing, yeah. uh, the only thing I don't like about those for for my dog is I don't want that antenna hanging up on something and pulling it under. Yeah. I mean, it may not, but that's just something else to grab. Yeah. No, I could see that on, on brush or understand your lilies concern. or something. Yeah. Let's see. You know, I just had something in mind, and I don't. Oh, another thing. Got it. it uh, for bird dogs or whatever you're in the field i have this nifty little browning mace and it zips up so you can put it in your blind bag or you can stuff it in the boat somewhere and it's dog bowls oh yeah for traveling and running around and stuff it's just so handy to have that zip it out it folds out i took it on that dove hunt yeah for liberty and put water in there for her and everything and it folds up nice and neat and you don't you have to carry a big dog bowl while while you're on the subject of like you know bird hunting or whatever, uh, those dang shotgun shell holders that you got, the little plastic ones where you take them all out oh, of the box. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So and those are cheap, three yeah. or four dollars on Amazon. And what I really liked about those, and I saw them, and I've had those for a couple of years. <clears throat> I saw they're not waterproof by any means, right? I would say they're water resistant. It can rain on them, and you're right. But if you submerge them, the they're going to get full of water. Yeah. My whole point of having those, and I maybe need to get some more was uh that you could when you go out in the duck blind and it rains man and you have that cardboard box of shells they're just soggy mm-hmm. and they're worthless yeah but that little plastic box can get it can get rained on it can get whatever and it's a little tougher <clears throat> and i keep my duck shells in and i have two of them for three and a half inch 12 gauge and that'll hold obviously it'll hold two or three quarter three inches well uh most time it's just got three inch in it 
So but, the box that goes outside the box, or you got to take all your shells out? I'll have to show you. Yeah, you take all the shells out, and it goes in the individual holders. It's almost like if you were a reloader and you had, like, a plastic case to put all your shells in. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing, but for shotgun like shells. Little, okay, it's yeah, almost like those. little tackle yeah. box dividers, but they're all just shotgun shell sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It'll hold a whole box of shells in one of the little things. And they're three or four bucks, dude. They're awesome. Do you have some? You've got some. No. I do not. I'm the only one that has those? You're the only one that has them. I don't know why we ain't got them yet. Especially you shooting boss shells. It comes with that nice canvas money bag. Yeah. Ain't nothing nice about that that bag. I got a nice canvas. I got a nice money bag, too. I just took the old... uh, Bag from a fitted sheet? Yeah. I took the bag from my fitted sheets and just threw shotgun shells in it. Two things I... uh, It works, dude. Two things I uh, realized this past week um duck hunting in a canoe um might not be the same for someone if you got a boat or whatever but um early morning going duck hunting a headlamp a good headlamp very important five in the morning four in the morning it's hard to see i mean there's no light so that comes in very handy it's hard to be Grabbing your canoe, grabbing gear, moving around, and trying to hold a flashlight in one hand and do something with the other hand, you know? So you need a headlamp. Um, so that's a real important piece of gear to have. Um, and then the other thing is a lot of my stuff got wet, but I had them in freezer bags. But I thought this whole freezer bag business is like um, kind of not the best idea so a wet bag a dry bag sorry yeah Yeah. a dry bag i mean um for carrying like your personal stuff phones keys whatever else snacks way better option than just throwing stuff in freezer bags or plastic bags um so two good gifts i'd want that i don't have it somebody wants to buy it jake pointing at jake (laughs) (laughs) i mean put me on the christmas list buddy you're on it. You're on it. You know, I just got something for my birthday that's actually a pretty sweet little piece of gear. Uh, when you're working in the back of the truck or someplace you don't have light, Climate makes a little inflatable uh, light. It's just, you blow it up, it's got an LED strip inside of it. But what it does, it's like a, what do you call the lights? Like a, the long tube light. I would just call it uh, a tube light, I guess. Like a, is it halogen? Incandescent? Incandescent. Yeah, like the halogen they lights. They used to be halogen, yeah. Now they're LED, but... Right. Like a well, shop light. But it, it it casts the same type of floodlight, white floodlight down onto yeah. the ground when you're working yeah. at it. And it's got a magnet in it, so you can just magnetize it to stuff and it puts a good bit of light out. And all you got to do is plug it into like a portable battery charger, and it puts a good bit of light out. And then when you're done with it, you open it up, deflate it, roll it back up, and it fits into a little thing, a little bag the size of a coffee cup. That's nice. Yeah. It's like a good light. I mean, especially a headlight, like Al said. Uh, a good light is always, gosh, it always comes in handy every time hunting. And it, I mean, on budget wise, if you're if you're not wanting to buy like a real expensive headlamp, because you could go buy like Surefire or something like that. That Coast, little stream light I brought for Briar a few years ago was like thirty bucks, yeah. and it's a bright little light. That thing is nice. I want to say Coast yeah. Coast stream light makes yeah. a great flashlight. Man. Coast yeah. makes a nice affordable rechargeable headlamp too actually I'll, I'll do you one better and it even has a red lens in it or a red light in it coast has the um red. husky makes one right that 
has a you can pull the battery pack out and recharge that battery pack but once that battery pack goes dead you know you got to reach you're stuck recharging not with this one you can put triple a's in it oh that's nice nice. that's an awesome thing to have yeah i would say too um i mean i'm not a boat guy but i know that it's real important especially in the in the dark and keith had this for the canoe which i didn't even know they had but there were like these um battery run um lights for the front of the canoes for in the middle of the night you know um, yeah your red and green light red and green yeah. you know so on the oh, boats the- they run on the battery yeah but um and, and and then for a boat just making sure that those are running properly and all that and um because you're out there in the middle of the night there's a bunch of other boats people out there hunting and stuff and they need to be able to see you yeah yeah it's always nice especially if your boat already has them built in it's always nice to have those battery powered ones in a backup because there's a lot of times where you go to turn your front red and green on you're like oh you're like damn this thing's not working it doesn't work pull out your spare battery one mount it somewhere and same for your anchor light too like the time we did that with Jordan's, his anchor light didn't work. So we then proceeded to drill out the anchor light, shove a AAA flashlight inside of it, yeah. and Jordan's still, still using, using the that. same anchor light. I have, today. A, I, I, uh, <laughs> I have a new one, too. I just haven't installed it. If you knew the uh, painstaking task it was to actually drill the hole out to get that flashlight to fit in there. That's why I just keep using it, you know. Yeah. Y'all went through y'all went y'all went through a lot, so I just want to make sure it gets used. So is it worth saying uh maybe like if you have a boat and you go out hunting or fishing and you don't have friends that can come tow you out, sea tow. Sea tow. So let me uh, I will I'll give you a thing for sea tow. I was fishing in the flats one time and uh my boat broke down. And Imagine that your broke. No, boat it's down. not this boat. It was my Sea Fox. Uh, broke down, and I called Seato because I had a Seato membership, and he's like, "Ah, oh, send me a pin to your location, and I'll uh, I'll head that way." So I sent him a pin, and he calls me back about ten minutes later, and he's like, "You in a flats boat?" I said, "Yes, sir." He was like, "You're gonna have to find a way to get out to the canal. I don't have a boat that I can come get." I don't have a boat that I can fit into the flats. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose because if I, once I get to the canal, I'm, a, I'm only like 100 yards from the boat ramp. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you're going to have Seato, make sure that when you call them, you're in an area where they're going to be able to get to you. Seato in Lake County has got a surface drive with a pro, uh, with pro, a pro drive. drive on it. Yeah, That's yeah. right. This was not in they Lake County. They have a slow drive, okay. I think they have a couple of them now. They might. I don't know. This was not in Lake County, though. So. Yeah, Seato in Lake County's got a mud boat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know better. I don't know about the other counties. Yeah. <laughs> it's Florida. If they don't have a mud boat, they probably got an air boat. They I would might. hope so. But yeah, no, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Seato membership, though. I like that idea. That's really great. Yeah. That's, that's Cause a good... Because I, I think Seto even has a, a roadside thing where, like, if you build a trailer tire or something, I don't think they're strictly to helping you in the land. Uh, does Sid have gift cards? Because I feel like you could use that. Yeah, Sid, uh, I mean, rather than gift cards, just if you want to buy me a, a trim unit, that's all I need right now, really. 
trim unit, something to fix the fuel problem. I already fixed that. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's what he said what right was now. It? Uh, I just put a fuel pump and new fuel filters. I don't have a problem with it. Oh, okay, good. It's good to go. Well, obviously, if you're hunting hmm. out of a climber, if you're hunting out of a climber, has more. You should have bought the Hasmore seat already. Yeah, the whole Hasmore kit and caboodle. Yeah, uh, and you can use the offer code UPO15 at checkout for fifteen percent off of your order. Uh, who does? Who doesn't love something cheaper than retail? Cheaper than retail. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that that seat has literally changed the game when it comes to comfort in that in that. Oh, absolutely, man! I'll, I'll never hunt with a climber that has anything other than that has more stuff in it. And I'm not gonna lie. So I've looked at his stuff, and he offers the seats for a multitude of climber brands, but not all of them. But also, I've looked at his seats, and I've looked at these climber brands he doesn't offer them for, and I'm like, you could probably make that fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. There's uh, there's no way you couldn't. A little bit of ingenuity, you can make it work. Yeah. Have they invented the uh, the deer stand um, seat warmer? Yes. You know they they have probably stuff like that. It's yeah, called it's a, got a, a back it, and a bottom to it. It's called yeah. a it's called a heated Milwaukee jacket. Yep. <laughs> but no, they, they have do, them. That's they, another one for you. That's though, a great right? name. If you haven't that's worn one of those, no, heated, Milwaukee makes a heated jacket. No, they do. Yeah. It runs on a battery. Yeah. You put you put a like a Milwaukee drill battery in there and run your jacket. But uh, okay. those, if you haven't worn one of those, you're missing out, son, because you don't even need base layers at that point. <laughs> Till you catch fire. There's another Christmas gift idea. Base layers. Of, uh, some good base layers. Hmm. Yeah. So, merino wool's a hot thing, right? Literally hot. Right now, yeah, and and hot, and I, you know, I don't blame them because it really, if nothing else, it's supposedly very warm, but it also doesn't hold stank. Yeah, mm. so you can wear it repeatedly over and over and over again without smelling. Well, I mean, for lack of a better term, like sweaty balls. Yeah, yeah, because it happens. <laughs> uh, but I do have, uh, I have Under Armour. They're not bad. Two point and dude, that sucker is. I only break it out when I really need it because it's that warm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there, but on the same hand, the the Under Armour stuff is just as expensive as the Merino stuff. So yeah, you're not saving money six, you know, one way or the other. Is First Light the only one with the Merino now, or no. somebody else come out with it? Uh, QU has Merino. Um, Black Ovis has Merino. There's several companies offering merino base layers, but the quality, I think you're getting better qualities with some brands versus others. Fair enough. Um, I would say, since you're talking about something that's going to protect you against cold, we hunt in Florida, uh, a thermocell, man. Even if... Even if it's even, just yeah, the refills, if, if they already, already got them. Get another those, one. Or just a pack of the refills is yeah. nice to have. And if you're going to get a pack of the refills, make sure you buy the pack that has the the pads and the fuel in one. Don't just buy the dang pack of fuel and be like, oh, we're going to be good. And then you get home, you're like, oh, shit, this thing doesn't have any pads in it. I'd be curious to know today, we had a lot of mosquitoes out there. I, I didn't bring a thermocell. I have it, but um, for those that did, how'd it work? How bad was it over there by Jim when his running? 
uh, after a certain point, it, it, they kind of quit. Yeah. Those, those, he was those like holding it right by his face, some too, but those a few are, minutes after. Those bad. things are bad today. Yeah, you're almost. I've almost figured out that in Florida, if you're gonna uh, hunt anywhere, you need to run at a, a minimum of two thermocells per stand. Yeah, uh, I was running two thermocells today, and it was, it was still nasty. <laughs> I don't, but I don't you think. walk away from where the thermocells were, and, and it, it gets got even, way worse. So yeah. they were doing their job as best that they can. I don't yeah. think they work as good as they used to. Whether mosquitoes have become thermocell resistant or what, I, I, I don't Dude. know. Now, I saw one on Keith today, a mosquito, that was easily the size of a quarter. I was going to say, <laughs> it, there were some, were especially as the sun started to set today and we were still hunting, you were there were some mosquitoes that were landing on my hand, and I was like, dude, that's a big-ass spider. Oh, wait, that's a mosquito. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> Looked they like I had a wolf it. spider on the top of my yeah. hand, but it was a mosquito. I thought they, some of them suckers were Tweety Birds for a minute. And these like, were the biggest oh, mosquito. mosquitoes I've seen, I think, that I've ever seen. Yeah. They're out there eating well, grade one USDA beef all the time. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> getting that bovine blood. I mean, I really think if you were, if someone said, well, how big? I mean, diameter-wise, I think they could cover a penny. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. That's how big they were. Yeah. So, pretty I big. mean, I, I felt, I, I literally, like, felt it, the percussion of the mosquito when I smacked my hand. They were <laughs> yep. huge. Thermocells has more seats. Yeah. Bug spray. Bug spray. A good set of glasses, man. Binoculars. Binos. Oh, yeah. Good set of binoculars. Good set of binos goes along. You know, way. and yeah. and I'll I'll say this: I haven't, uh, I don't own a bow yet, but I, I want to. I will go um, in the upcoming year, and um, you know, I plan to probably visit our friend here, um, Hendrick Central, Central, Central Florida, Florida Archery. Yeah. Yep, and um, so if you have someone who is in the market for a bow, probably do the same thing. Yeah, Central Florida Archery. He's a jam up guy, man. And and like I've said several times before, the thing that I love the most about Henrik is Henrik is not a salesman. Mm. Henrik is going to sell you exactly what you need. He's not going to try and upsell you. He's just, just what you want. Yeah, what you want mm-hmm. and what you need, he's going to give it to you. And I'll give you this. If you're looking to buy someone a bow or accessories for a bow or a gun or you want you want to get them a new shotgun for christmas or this that and the other unless they have explicitly told you this is the one i want please buy them a gift card buy a gift card yeah yeah don't buy them yeah or or after christmas be like hey i'm buying you a shotgun let's go to the gun store or i'm buying you a bow let's go down to the archery shop because to go down there and grab a bow you don't know that it's going to fit said person as it should. It's going to shoot great for them. Those people need to be able to hold, especially with a bow, shoot it a few times, go, I'm not really a fan of how this feels, and pick a different yeah. bow. Yeah. Unless you're going to be like Jake and get him a sweet 16. That's fine. Well, yeah. Dude, I still like that <laughs> Stevenson you had. That Stevenson was nice. Nasty. The 4 22 combo. Man, if they... You said they had it in 30, 30, and 20 gauge? Or 12? They have it in 30, 30, and 20 gauge also. But 
the, so that the, the 41022 is my daughter's gun. I got it all fixed up for her for her 10th birthday. But then I got online looking at them and I was like, wow, these are pretty, this actually look like, this is way cooler than what I thought it was. And then I found one in 30, 30, 20 gauge. So if there's anybody out there listening that has one of these old Stevens over-unders in a 30, 30, 20 gauge, please let me know. Dude, that's like the perfect Ocala gun right there, right? Yep. You throw you some buckshot in it and you throw you, you dang 30, 30 in there. If you got one that's just kind of meandering through, wax them with the 30-30. If you got one that somebody done around the dog past and you're still hunting, right Dude, there. I'm told, pretty you're, sure. You're, you're missing it. You're missing it. How many squirrels do you see from your tree stand? There you go. That's true. Yeah. You want to see a squirrel? Go deer hunting. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's the dang truth. I got both barrels. I can do both. Yeah. I, I still stand by the fact that I think I need a, uh, a suppressed 22 for squirrels. In the deer yeah. stand. Yeah. Wham, well, just deadly silent. Killing them. Deer comes out. Switch Whatever. over back to the I'm not leaving the woods empty headed. That's all I care about. Suppressed. <laughs> <one. Yeah. laughs> but Ooh, yeah. Uh a butcher kit, man. That's not a bad one. Like a field butcher kit that yeah, has yeah. the bags and the, the little gamble and all the knives you need to butt out. That's a yeah. that's a gimmick. <laughs> the butt out. That's butt nothing out. but a daggum gimmick. The butt out. Listen, <laughs> I some, love it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell I you right love now. It. <clears throat> if you want to buy somebody a butt out, buy this gag gift. Okay, I had one that was plastic. I used it once and it broke, and I was like, "Sweet, now I got to get the butt out out of the butt." Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the butt out with metal blades on it. <laughs> yeah, I just use. Uh, I got a butt out. Oh, it's not in my pocket. My pocket knife. Just get the oh, butt out of the a, pocket. There's, there's another a good pocket knife. Yeah. yeah oh knife. yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Bench made. I like my bench made. Buy something with quality steel. <clears throat> yes. You know what? So good question, man. Or good point here. Um, there's some things. Oh, those are nice. I think that you can get those are nice through that don't have to be top line, and there are some things that need to be right. Mm-hmm. So like we mentioned the, the pocket knife, get a good pocket knife, you know, good brand or whatever. But in your opinion, where, what are some things that you can get where you're like, look, you don't really need this top of the line. You can get this and it's going to be pretty good. Camouflage. Yep. Yeah. Period. hundred percent. Yeah. Walmart camouflage works just the same as anything else. It's, the best camouflage is sit still and be quiet, it, especially when it comes to deer hunting. I mean, it's a little more important if you're hunting ducks to be camouflaged because they do see in vibrant colors. Um, but <clears throat> deer don't. Uh, washing your clothes in like the by unscented regular old arm and hammer. You don't need scent killer, scent blocker, scent garbage, unscented mm-hmm. stuff to wash your hunting clothes in. None of the UV brighteners because then you shine like a highlighter in the tree because they can see ultraviolet. Hmm. Um, and a lot of your newer camouflages comes with that stuff too, so it's probably not a bad idea to try and. There's some stuff that'll you can buy that'll cut that off of there, wash all that off. But when they're like, "Oh, my granddad killed a deer in a red flannel," well, yeah, good deer can't see red, and it's got a breakup pattern on it. Of course, he did. Yeah, it's camouflage. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah, camouflage is just there to 
to break up your silhouette. Right. Mm. Uh, but sit still and be quiet is always the best camouflage. Because mm-hmm. you see guys... Uh, Concealment. Yeah. They go kill deer and <clears> tag them. Well, I kind of think about today with shotguns. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's people out here spending a lot of money on these Benelli shotguns and this and that, whatever. And for someone who's starting out, I'd just say, man, just get you a shotgun. Something that shoots. Man, that... And you're going to hit squirrels, you're going to hit birds, and... Go That 3,000 you have is a nice shotgun. That's... Yeah, Yeah, but you could pick up up the Remington 870 or the Mossberg 500 for 200, 300 bucks. Yeah. Pump action, 12 Mm -hmm. gauge, two and three quarter, three inch. Gets you out there. Plenty. I I think three inch, for... Just being all around turkey, ducks, dove, anything w- would be a good good way to go. Yeah, I, I found a, a three and a half inch eight seventy Wingmaster Super Mag, three hundred bucks. Mossy old breakup camo, everything, three hundred bucks. Can't Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can be found. Kind of yeah. hunt those deals nowadays, no. but they're out there. But yeah, no. There, there's plenty of places you could quote unquote cut corners. I would say the places you don't want to do it: shoes, socks, socks, base layers. You're yeah. gonna be in the cold, but you could always go and buy. Like, if you lived in a place where it was super cold, say you live near a ski town where it is gonna snow in the late winter, right? Go to Goodwill, buy some ski clothes. And put you some Walmart camouflage T-shirt on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now it's not neon yellow anymore. It's camouflage mm-hmm. and it's warm. Mm-hmm. You, you're saving money that way. Oh, saying so, it gets you out there without having to spend an arm and leg. Right. Yeah. But even then, if you can go there and find just mute earth tones, greens and browns and stuff like that, that's uh, is all right. I think, and this is dependent dependent on what you're doing for hunting. But I think uh, a bag. You can skip on a bag if. You're walking around doing small game here and there a little oh, bit. Oh, like a, like a backpack. Yeah. I mean, just about any backpack will do that's not, you know, crazy. Um, if you're only using it for carrying lickies and chewies and yeah stuff like that. Now, yeah. obviously, if you're, like, doing a backcountry hunt where you're going to be carrying that pack and trying to pack an elk out with, that's different. But, but you could also, even at that rate, you could go military surplus. Yeah. Yeah, get you a rucksack good rucksack with a with a good frame on it yeah a good frame pack you know and the reason you don't want to skip on a good quality knife is because when you buy that cheap steel uh we'll, we'll go to the bottom of the barrel and the ones you find in that the 9.99 bucket at the counter at the gas station yeah that's not one you want you will spend more time sharpening that knife than you will skinning a deer or whatever else with it and the funny thing is is Bill, my dad, which you guys have heard before, has always been the not necessarily nine ninety nine bucket guy, but he's been buy a twenty dollar knife, use it till it's dull, throw it in the garbage, buy another twenty dollar knife, right? And me and Jordan for Father's Day mm-hmm. bought him a Benchmade, his first ever nice, real nice pocket knife, and then he promptly went up after Father's Day and they killed a pig. He's like, man. I cleaned that whole hog, and the knife's still sharp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
Yeah, bud. That's what you've been missing out. That's what I've been life. trying to tell you all these years. Yeah. Like, so, buy a quality knife. And the thing is, with good steel, it holds an edge really well, and it's also easier to sharpen. I will mm-hmm. say, though, we're, we're on the... We're talking about nice knives, right? A, a real nice knife, you're looking at 100 plus, probably 150 bucks or more for a, a good knife, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Jake flashing his over here. Um, but if you're looking for a knife that's on more of a budget friendly, that's still a really good knife, the outdoor edge knives with the, um, with the, with the replaceable razor blade, the suckers can be too sharp though. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, a brand new, a fresh outdoor edge razor blade will cut you deep and repeatedly, but it's a nice knife because you can carry it like a pocket knife and those blades actually last fairly long if you're not skinning like a hog or something like that. Right, well, it'll last through a whole hog, but then you just swap the blade out, and you're sharp again. But I'm, I'm just talking about on on kind of like a budget aspect, right? If you don't want to go spend a right. hundred and but here here's the difference in that outdoor edge and the expensive knife, right? The outdoor edge is great, and you're you're not wrong for the budget, but you also constantly have to buy the replacement blades for it. Who makes those really nice knives that me and you were just looking at? Um, Williams, Knife Co. Yeah, was it Randall? Uh, I have an Apopka. Randall's in Orlando. Orlando, okay. Randall's not one that Randall is. They're expensive, expensive. That's good though. Um, I have not laid hands to a Williams knife, but they're the ones using that other steel, and most other knife companies are doing the same bench made and Spider Co. All using that same type of steel. Their so knives aren't outrageously priced either. No, they're not. Their pocket knives are uh, hundred ninety to hundred bucks, seventy five to hundred dollars. Uh, their fixed blade knives are 150 bucks or so, 150, yeah. 200 bucks. Uh, they have a really nice fillet knife that runs about 80 bucks. Uh, so, all in that same category. Yeah, I'd so, say don't skip on ammo too, man. Depends. So that's for a, your that's rifle. Don't skip on that's ammo for your rifle. Like Federal makes a pretty good round. Yeah, I, but it's I, not I, stupid expensive. Though. I like Hornet Day. I shoot Hornady as well. Preference. But here's my question is, um, so ammunition is pretty much the same basic engineering, right? I mean, it's... Yes. So what could possibly be the differences, the Quality major control. differences? Yep. Um, Quality control. Dude. So... I mean, if a round the, fires... Here, here's your major going differences. going down range... When you want... When you want, and you're looking at accuracy wise, every every rifle cartridge consists of three, uh, four things: a primer, a casing, powder, and a bullet. Yep. Right. When you're talking about cheap ammunition, the the, the crappiest you can get would be like Winchester white box. Don't ever shoot Winchester white box. I'm begging you, if you do, be very careful. I've had Winchester white box squib in a nine millimeter. Which the bullet didn't exit the barrel because their quality control is garbage. Because it should have primer, casing, powder, bullet, but sometimes it only has primer, casing, bullet, no powder. Yeah, or your bullet's not seated all the way, or primer's not seated all the way. So when you're talking quality control, you're talking a more uniform seating depth, a more uniform bullet weight, more uniform bullet shape, and a more uniform powder weight. So when guys reload ammunition, they like guys that are very serious about it will sit there and weigh each individual bullet 
before they load it into the casing to make sure that if I want 147 grains, I'm going to group, and you'll weigh them, it'll be 147.2, 147.3, 147.1. They'll group all those in separate case in separate batches so that they know 147.2 shoots the best. 147.3 might get me an eighth of an inch difference. And then you adjust grain weight and powder, so on and so forth. So there, yeah. Yeah. But you go to companies like Hornady, although not infallible, you're paying more for them, for those bullets, because the quality control is much higher. Okay. Now, if you're going to buy somebody bullets for Christmas, especially something to hunt with, you also want to make sure that if they sighted their rifle in with 150 grain, that you buy them 150 grain bullets. Because if you sighted in with 150 and you're shooting 100 and you buy them 130 and they go shoot that, 130 is not going to shoot the same. Sometimes in some guns, 130 won't hit. A day, it'll shoot a group the size of a basketball when 150 shoots a group the size of a quarter. Sometimes it just shoots the size of a quarter, but it shoots it two inches high. And at different ranges, that can be a huge difference. So make sure you buy the... If, if you want to buy someone bullets for Christmas to hunt with, find the box they already have that they carry to the woods every time. Buy that exact box of bullets. Shotgun shells, too, uh, especially to hunt with. Get, um, look and see what size shot. Yeah. And the size of the shell. Not as important, because if you bought, if, if I was shooting seven shot at birds and you bought me four, I could find a use for four shot. Yeah. But if you went and bought me 125 grain bullet when I'm shooting 147. If you got somebody that strictly hunts ducks, make sure you get non-toxic. Yeah. So, I'll tell my wife, "Hey, I'm going to get up like at I'm going to get up at three in the morning, so I can go hunting or whatever." And she's always very nice. She'll put the coffee, the coffee filter, and put a little note there and all that. And she must love you. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, but man, you know, and then I'm, notes, I'm yeah. and then you know, and then I'll I'll like make something like a sandwich or something or whatever. I'll take something to eat later, but I was thinking, man. Oh, I thought you sure, were making her a sandwich. No, it should be, sure be good to have a, a, a breakfast sandwich already, like, <laughs> 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 made up yeah. to take with me. You man, know you're getting mean? a note in the coffee. You're asking for an awful lot. No, man. I got the coffee. That's enough, man. That was great, but, man. No, I'm saying as a gift, as a special gift. Like, hey, go. I got up and I made you this breakfast sandwich you know so you can take out there i'll tell you don't this. expect this all the time but listen i would appreciate it if my wife got up and made me coffee <laughs> yeah but i'm not gonna lie if my wife made me coffee the night before she said, your coffee be ready in the morning she went to bed i'd go back there and probably put two or three more scoops of coffee in that, <laughs> in that oh man you know what we're getting down towards the end of it i'm gonna say all in all if you really want to make whether it be friend your brother your cousin if you want to make the hunter that you're buying a present for the happiest buy him a new gun yeah yep hey you know what don't you, matter what you it can't is. i'm not gonna lie to you you can't screw up and buy the wrong weight bullet if you just buy a brand new gun there you go <laughs> right? it don't matter what gun you buy it's just buy someone yeah we'll accept it yeah guns are guns i'm gonna yeah, we'll <laughs> find love and appreciate it. and find a purpose for it i'll find yeah. a use for it yeah. And you you can never have too many shotguns. 
That's right. Yeah. Coming I, from this is coming from a guy who thought at one point when I had one shotgun, I was like, I don't really need more than one shotgun. And now I'm like, you know what, man? I, you know, I wouldn't mind getting another shotgun. <laughs> I opened my safe the other day. I was like, holy. How many freaking shotguns do I have? Goodness, I didn't realize I had this over, many I, shotguns. I'm over here trying to count how many I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got five or six. Me and Brad are riding home close. talking about buying more shotguns. Yeah, so yeah. Home. yeah. I, I can always find a use for a good shotgun. All right, guys, closing thoughts? <laughs> you know what I'll say my closing thought or tip of the week is uh, after all of you guys left, you know, the first half of the day, um, I seen, I was pretty tired. And uh, then Jake and Sid Curtis and, you know, they were all ready to, Jordan, you guys were all ready to hunt again. And I kind of thought, well, I'm just going to hang out with you guys for a little bit because all the other guys had kind of taken off. And um, even though I kind of was pretty tired, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go out, go out again, you know, I'll, I'll just push through it. And we had a pretty successful yeah. late afternoon. We had a stellar. And, um, yeah. And so I would, you know, I guess I'd probably say that about anything, you know, sometimes if you just kind of keep just pushing forward, um, you know, you'll probably you'll hit success. that second you'll one. Have, yeah, yeah, you'll have yeah. success, you know. Yeah, we're um, through. Yeah. That tip is uh, just to say, man, uh, I guess if you're out there hunting or whatever, go around that extra curve in the canal or that extra curve in the trail or whatever, and there might be. Just be something there. Yeah, you never know. I will. I will caution you against this, though. Okay, you have to reach an endpoint because I've been that guy. Who's like, well, some point. I was like, I'm gonna hunt right here, and I get there, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think if I just went over that hill, the, the just the next ridge, and next thing you know, I'm like three miles from the truck. I'm like, I should probably go back about five ridges before i kill a deer over here and drag it back you have to know your limits right? yeah there's gotta be that, some limit but. and that and that going around the next bend has also got me like truly lost yep. once and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just be careful how far you push that next bend or the next hill yeah. uh and one more know, cast yeah well now there's always one more five more ten more casts uh, <laughs> yeah. i feel cast. like you're like it's gonna be the last cast the last time I'm going to keep casting until I catch one more fish, which we really should call this just one more fish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. That's what it should be. Just one more fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, one more cast. Just one more fish. He one says, more. we caught all it, it, the beer and we drank all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got something for you, man. Uh, you know, we're kind of talking about Christmas stuff, but, uh, it's dropping here soon, okay? Hunter Rotarius, Florida Boy Outfitters, smoked a hammer. I mean, just a massive buck, all right? That was a moose, not, sure, not a deer. Make sure you watch out for that uh, that YouTube video. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. We'll get him in here soon to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that thing is... Well, I'll let you tell him what it... I'll, I'll let him tell when he comes in what it scores and everything. But uh, watch out for that YouTube video because that thing is—it's a hammer. We'll put it that way. No, yeah, the one that Hunter killed is a straight stud. Stud, yeah, stud. He'd have been better next year, but you know, yeah. <laughs> let, him, let him live till next year. They grow into buffaloes, right? You know, he white buffalo. He's over there shooting them young deer, you know, before their prime. But. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that boy don't do. Anybody else? All right. 
We'll catch you guys next week. See you. Adios. Yeah.